0: Hey, Dylan, you want to see a photo? Uh,
1: Yeah, sure.
0: With no explanation? You want to just yeah, see a photo?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah Agree yeah. before it, you know any of the it, weird details?
1: It feels dangerous <laughs> to say yes to, but sure.
0: Cool. All right. Let me share my screen with you. Do you All see right. what I am looking at?
1: I do see something. <laughs> <laughs> I see... What looks to be? Oh god, it almost looks like a like a vertebrae or something. But it, it, it looks sort of like some organic shape, kind of a like a circle with a hole in the middle, and then like lots of little knobby things coming off of it. What am I? What am I looking at?
0: It is actually bread. This is a witch cake.
1: This is an edible object. I'm looking at. I mean, I should have guessed it's you. But <laughs> so
0: edible is um, is a stretch, slight stretch there. Um, it can be eaten. I would not recommend it. Its primary ingredient is urine.
1: Well, that takes care of that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so edible.
1: <laughs> so this is what I'm. What you've shown me here is basically a spiky bagel made of urine.
0: Correct. Yeah.
1: I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. And Halloween is right around the corner. So today, we are diving into a story where magic, superstition, and baked goods collide. The history of these spiky bagels and the havoc they unleashed on 17th century New England. All after this.
0: When was the last time I took a road trip? How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey, Erica,
1: how much am I spending on travel? When your questions about life turn into questions about money, there's Erica, the virtual financial assistant to help you spend, save, and plan smarter. Only from Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America and A member FDIC. Stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites, along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com.
0: What did you describe it as? Like an amoeba? Or something?
1: A ver- I said it looked a, a little bit like a vertebrae, oh, yeah. a ver- or, or it could be an invertebrate too. It almost looks so. Like I'm a chatting baby. with Sam O'Brien. So- editor of Gastro Obscura, and she has just shown me a picture of a witch cake, the strange, spiky-looking bagel thing. So let's go back one step. How did you come across these witch cakes? Which which, uh, I feel like cake is a real misleading word in this, but how did did you come across these witch cakes?
0: I am a New Englander, was raised in New England, and so I've always been very interested in Salem and the witch trials and... Mm. I think you're legally required as a student in New England to read The Crucible or perform in it. So very familiar with all this. Um, Mm -hmm. And witch cakes actually played a very important role in the Salem witch trials, which a lot of people don't know about. Um, The village preacher actually sort of name drops them in one of his seminal speeches before the trials sort of took off and nobody talks about witch cakes which shocked me.
1: Why? What is where did this come from? Why why is this something that somebody made?
0: Yeah, so it all pretty much goes back to uh like beliefs in sympathetic magic, which mm. quick sidebar on sympathetic magic, I guess um that's like the belief where if you take an object that represents a person and you destroy it or manipulate it in some way, that's going to affect that person like like like
1: a voodoo doll or something like that yeah exactly yeah
0: so in this case if someone thought they were being bewitched or cursed or something they thought they could break the witch's bond with them by taking their urine baking it into a cake and then destroying the cake somehow you can burn it you can you know break it apart sometimes they fed it to poor family dogs um so just all these ways where you can destroy the cake and thereby hopefully destroy that connection between the witch and the bewitched
1: okay so so just so i understand so people would be like i think i have a curse on me or someone is doing something some evil magic to me uh I'm gonna make a witch cake. I'm gonna take some of my pee. I'm gonna put it in this weird spiky bagel and then I'm gonna feed it to my dog. You didn't eat it, you fed it. That would defeat the purpose. You You fed it to a dog or you put it in a fire or or something, right? You just destroyed it somehow. Okay. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> you,
0: do you know do we
1: know Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you. Is it like a normal bread recipe yeah. but like substitute urine for water? Like
0: Pretty, I mean you still use a bit of water. It? Just it's very simple, like flour, water, salt, urine, nothing special. I mean other than the urine. So,
1: I'm a little bit confused in a way because you said that these played these played a big role in the Salem witch trials, uh, but w- how? Because these feel like anti-magic magic, which is like a little yes weird. Yeah. Were people making these to fight the witches or like what role did they play in, in those uh, trials?
0: Well, it's interesting because it it is that exact like contradiction where uh, someone was using it to battle witchcraft, but. The very use of these was considered almost the dark arts in itself. Um, Mm. So basically, if you cast your memory back to Salem, 1692, what happened was the reverend's daughter and her cousin, Abigail, they think they're being bewitched by somebody. Um, And this meddling neighbor is like you should make a witch cake and the uh the reverend's family's like no that's ridiculous we're not doing that that's the dark arts itself like that is not a christian thing to do and then the reverend goes on like a trip and the meddling neighbor makes tituba who was an enslaved servant who uh worked in the village reverend's house make the cake anyway and they they take the girl's urine, and they put it in the cake, and they feed it to the family dog. And the reverend comes back, and he finds out, and he is furious. Um, mm. There's this recorded uh, sermon he does, um, I think it's like in March of 1692. And he is just ranting and saying, like, I didn't even think the devil was really here in Salem until someone made this cake. Like, now, like, I feel like we have been taken by this evil force and it hmm. is present here. And after that, like, the accusations just start flying. Like, all these girls stand up and they're like, I'm cursed, I'm cursed. And they all start accusing everyone else. And the frustrating thing is the meddling neighbor whose idea it was, she repents um, and she's kind of just slinks off into the background but Portitiba gets accused of witchcraft. And so, yeah, it's just ridiculous, but yeah.
1: So this this witch cake, this pea cake, mm. it kicks off, it starts this whole thing, this whole you know, the 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 famous Salem witch trials. Was that the end of the cakes? Did they continue on after that? Like, where did the cakes that I'm looking at come mm-hmm. from? There's an object here that presumably exists in a museum. So what what is the kind of story post the Salem witch trials?
0: This is uh, one of actually uh, only two uh, examples that we have in the world of witch cakes. Both are in England. Um, this one is at the uh, Pitt Rivers Museum. Um, and the other one is at the Scarborough Museum Trust. So Witch Cake's heyday was mostly like the 17th century, so the 1600s, um, then going a bit more into the the 1700s. But they're kind of dying down by the time we get to the 19th century. You know, people mm-hmm. might still carry them around as a charm or... Um, you know, use them or or have them in an almost symbolic way. So that's pretty much where witch cakes were at um, by the time the ones we're looking at were found. Um, So this witch cake in particular, um, which is at the Pitt Rivers Museum, this uh, was given to them in the early 1900s. And the guy who found this and gave it to them was this very interesting fellow. His name was Edward Lovett and he was a folklorist. Um, so he he would actually be at home at Atlas Obscura. He loved charms. Mm. he loved folk beliefs and stories and he they said he used to like wander the docks in London like going up to sailors coming from like uh, the more rural areas like got any charms? Can I buy your charms off you? like tell me your folk <laughs> beliefs and your folk stories um and so that's probably how he uh came to possess this witch cake here. Um so knowing that historians today think well there's a definite chance that this very witch cake might not be an exact uh like replica of the ones that were used back in the day like right. in Salem or you know even in England back in the day and was might have just been baked by some Opportunistic baker that knew Lovett was looking for something like this and whipped something up to, to make a quick buck.
1: It's funny because we're like mocking them, kind of not mocking them, but we're like we're sort of poking fun and we're like, ha, these things, how could they hold power? But they literally started one of the greatest witch hunts in um american history and so you you do wonder actually
0: yeah (laughs) um and yeah i mean it's it's easy to look back and be like this is dumb why would you pee in a cake recipe and make it and think that's gonna solve all your problems but this is before Uh, modern medicine this is before a lot of things where people couldn't you know explain what was going on around them and Mm -hmm. uh Hey. We
1: also do all sorts of symbolic stuff. Yeah. Like we don't think about we do all sorts of things that are not that far from this. We like ways of kind of ridding ourselves of bad vibes or whatever the thing is, but like I I it doesn't even sound that crazy to me. Yeah. You know, I know you're quite a, an experimental uh <laughs> food creator any 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 thoughts of bringing this tradition back
0: i thought you were gonna ask me if i'd eat it <laughs> no first. no i know no, you experimental
1: no. would you <laughs> eat the cake? No, no 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 i was gonna ask if i don't know you know like if i uh, thought i
0: was bewitched
1: yeah yeah if you thought you were bewitched
0: um sure why not Oh Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> no, no, wrong
1: I thought, delete, delete, I, thought delete, delete. I thought we'd found. I thought we'd found the line we, had, <laughs> we Sam's of, gonna make a. <laughs> Sam's making spiky pea bagels. She n- said she was. Next Atlas retreat, yeah, them for exactly. everybody. Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> I want to give a big thanks to Sam O'Brien for sharing the story of witch cakes with me. Sam. Uh, don't feel like you have to bring them to our next retreat. It's a, you know, we'll just uh, do what feels right. Uh, a special thanks also to Jim Middleton and Owen Davies for their help in researching this episode. To learn more about witch cakes and see some photos, check out Sam's article at atlasobscura.com. We will leave a link in the show notes. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. This episode was produced by Willis Ryder Arnold,
0: Amanda McGowan.
1: The production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka,
0: Camille Stanley, Sarah Wyman,
1: Manolo Morales, Baudelaire Baudelaire Seuss,
0: Devin DeComo, Chika Okoye, Gianna Palmer, Tracy Samuelson,
1: John Delore. Our technical director is Casey Holford. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. And our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tindall. I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I will see you next time. Witness Docs from Stitcher. it's customizable and interactive. Drivers can even personalize their backgrounds with a series of nature-inspired themes. This vehicle signals the arrival of an exciting new chapter for Lincoln. Discover more about the 2024 Lincoln Nautilus at Lincoln.com.
0: Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.